0: <laughs> it wasn't quite the beer can opening i already got the beer poured uh-oh and now the door opens oh my god now you want to come down really oh my god, I'm getting oh my god it's an e oh my god it's a snack hey we never play that drinking game with the pops yeah i know oh, no. you're uh derailing i'm like 20 seconds in and you're already ruining <laughs> yeah, literally, like I just hit record, I snipped a cigar instead of the, uh, you know, uh, last time I opened the show, cracking the beer can. This time I opened the show with the sound of the cigar getting cut, and then you come down. All right, watch the dogs. With the dogs. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, the timing is just absolutely unbearable. <laughs> All right, let's get this lit while you yell from across. Hi, everyone. It's Alex. Bye. Jesus Christ. You just flung your hair into my lighter. You dumbass. I know that was loud. That was uncalled for. I'm sorry for your ears. Ay, ay, ay. This is why I drink. Welcome back to Keep It Down with Whiskey Nick. I am your host, Whiskey Nick, and today I am recording at... Yeah, we're at Whiskey Nick Sports Bar. We're not at the uh, podcast studio. Is that a finger? Yeah, that's a finger. It looks like a finger. It was part of the uh, outer wrapper leaf that I tore off. <clears throat> yeah, I decided to burn it because it was tearing and I didn't want to get tobacco bits in my mouth. It looks so cool. Hey! I'm speed up that process. You're there dark. I know. Can I do my show now? Can I be a guest on it? No. What are you going to do a, the podcast on? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Probably not something stupid. It always is. Yeah, I hear that. I don't know what just happened. Not planned. Definitely not part of the plan. Definitely always happens where we derail, but uh, that was record time, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Uh, We are sitting at the sports bar. We are not in the podcast studio. We are under construction again. Part two. Yeah, I know. Didn't we just do a bunch of work on it and get it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. We, it's like we worked for a city of Toledo or ODOT where we're trying to fix the roads. All right, let's tear this one up now. Let's tear that one up now. Diesel rage time. But uh, no, it's it's for the better. It's for the long run. It just sucks that I didn't get, uh, get to enjoy the fruits of my labor longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, uh... There we go. <clears throat> Sorry. The plan is in motion. <laughs> uh, the girls, all three, sleep upstairs in the dormer. It's a little crowded. It's a little cramped, and it's... uh They're getting to that point where they're starting to get on each other's nerves, being around each other all the fucking time, especially now that it's summer break. And after I took the bar from the Blue Room over there, brought it over here to the Red Room. Basically, I made that like the lounge in the gaming area and stuff like that. I got the Wii, the three PlayStations, uh, two TVs. That way, you know, one kid can have a friend over and watch a movie. One kid can have a friend over and play a game and they cannot bother each other. That was the plan. It's derailed now. There's a wall up dividing the Blue Room over there. Uh, that's going to become Jordan's bedroom. The one half will be her bedroom. The other half will just be a sitting lounge, I guess. I'm going to leave the Wii up in that little area. I haven't decided what I'm going to do with the PlayStations. But to coincide with that, that leaves only two kids upstairs. And we're going to put a small wall. We're already, she's putting, Tracy is, she's doing this work. Because, you know, I work 12 every fucking day because Republic. <sighs> but uh, we're putting a small wall up there just enough to divide it up and give it a little more separation feel like a little more privacy instead of the whole wide open floor plan thing so that's the plan we're gonna see how that works they'll each have their own space it won't be a specific room with the door and all that but it'll be a more more individualized area more individualized space mmm hmm good stogie. Diesel Rage. That's that's what's going on. That's what's construction round two. So uh basically my area, the bar here in the podcast studio is uh the table and chairs. <laughs> is a uh, kind of Yeah, this is kind of put the the kibosh on having guests over for now. We're kind of in a holding pattern until we can get all the drywall up and repainted and I can get stuff hung back up. I got everything just kind of sitting around here on my table and a little bit on the bar. And Yep, we just got it all done and now we're back to waiting again to do it all again. Yes, yes, Tony Braxton, I'm breaking my heart. But hopefully this curbs some of their fighting, curbs some of their constant at-each-other shit. You know, they can break off, go to their separate places. Like right now, Kennedy and Harley share a bunk bed. You know, one up top, one underneath, and then they're their, their shared space is a lot smaller than what Jordan's space is up there. so Each having their own individual area. Let's see how that works. And Someone else is coming down. Who's coming down now? Oh, it's just me. Okay. There's Kennedy, who's afraid to talk on the show. Until you, until you get her on a topic, and then she won't stop. Because she's like, oh, let me talk about it. <laughs> I like how over a half hour ago I told them I was going to do this, and then uh, I was just getting stuff together, and when I start recording, six and a half minutes in, I've already been interrupted twice. <laughs> Not to mention the dog's barking, and... <sighs> yep, keep keep ruffling the bag of the chips, it's okay. They can't hear you chew when you're over there. Yeah, come chew in the mic real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, just do the mouth open. Don't try to be... Yeah, there you go. Smack your lips and everything. There you go. All right, carry on. Those are the habaneros. How are they? They're good. Let me try one. Yeah, Tostito rounds, but they got the habanero flavor. I haven't had one yet, so... Let's give this a really jig. Oh, that's got some kick. Uh Uh-huh. That's good. But, hold on, go ahead, go ahead, I'll tell my listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it comes at you right away with a hint of, I'm going to kick your ass. But then you keep chewing and it kind of dissipates. Towards the end, you get a little tingle in in the back of the throat, back of the tongue. But it's not overwhelming. No, that's, that's really good. Tostitos, Tostitos Rounds, uh, habanero flavor. Those are good. They're nowhere near the spice level of the Doritos Flaming Hot Nacho Cheese. God, I love those. I haven't seen them lately. I want those. But, uh, yeah, those are pretty good. I, might, I can need some more of those. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Oh, where were we? We were still introing 10 minutes later. <laughs> you can... You can find me on the socials at Scrooge468, S-C-R-O-O-G, 468, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, the world of Reddit, Cash App, PayPal, Discord, Twitch. Is that everything? I don't even know. Linktree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to change my spiel. I'll just keep what I'll keep the normal shit. Shout out to the homie, Big Ben Shady, knocking out episode 5-0. Big deal when you hit these long-form podcasts like that, when you start getting those big numbers. That means you're powering through, you're keeping going, you're doing good. Episode 50 was a big one. He had his wife on. He had Angie on, and they knocked it out of the park, man. I I told them, I said, you know, I get excited when I do one or two of these home run shows. I told them that was a walk-off Grand Slam. That was a really good show they did, talking about her... uh, her battle with the COVID and subsequent uh, issues that came afterwards, and how that's progressing, how she's doing, and yeah, that was a really good show. Check them out. He's all over all. You like it or not, with Big Ben Shady, he's all over all the things, all 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 the platforms. Almost said he's available on the platforms. No. Well, yeah. I don't know. Thinking and talking and reading at the same time didn't work. Welcome back. Four minutes with Cameron Cruzo. <laughs> I had to tease him a little bit. I had to taunt him. I had to pull some strings. I had to get the government involved. But it's back. The show's back. Four minutes with Cameron Cruzel. <sighs> Alright, let's see what we're going to do today. Yeah, since uh, I'm, I'm in a state of disarray down here, I really can't... I don't have the... Uh, I mean, I could have a guest. It just wouldn't be... I don't want to do it this way now because majority of the people that I want to have on have not seen the new arrangement and I don't want them to see it in this. So. Hmm. Hopefully by the end of the month this shit will be done and I can get a few people in here for August. I got a few plans but with that in mind I had to rush notes and try and get some content rolling and get you guys going. Goys. Get your guys going. Um, so I got one I kind of want to kick around a little bit. Uh, we went to uh, Cedar Point on uh, July 4th. Since I was off work, uh, that was a Monday and it actually didn't turn out too bad. The park was pretty packed, the park was pretty crowded but the lines were short. Like Raptor and Valraven were listed at a half hour and they were what, 22 and 25 minute rides. Blue Streak was a walk-on. Back-to-back walk-ons on uh, Gemini. Cedar Point doesn't like you marathon it, you know, where you stay seated and you have to get out, you have to unbuckle, you have to go around, come back in. Some parks will let you do that if, if it's not, if there's no one in line. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I think the going off the Cedar Point app, the longest line was uh, Maverick at, a, at an hour, which is probably about right. Steel Vengeance was listed about a half hour, but we didn't make our way over there. You know, going to the beach and water park. Hmm. Um, That's right, they got an Iron Dragon, too. But yeah, the lines were pretty short. Everything was... Everyone was there for the fireworks, uh, for the uh, water park, and for the beach and that, so... It worked out well. But you know how uh, the the, the apps are, the social medias that kind of track your locations and shit like that. They're kind of familiar with where you are and since bush gardens i've been getting a lot of bush gardens on my instagram you know when you hit the search button and it pops up shit that you might like or might want to see or might want to watch and obviously now we get to cedar point again and now i'm getting more amusement park stuff i've been getting a lot of lists lately that are popping up little videos and stuff like that you know top these five those my favorite these and it's like ugh I watch them anyway because I like them. <laughs> so it knows what the fuck it's doing. I'm to mix it up a little bit. Though. I don't want to do a top. I'm going to do the bottom. But I don't want to go bottom as far as worst. You know, these are the 10 worst I've ever... I'm going to go with uh, just overall disappointed with. Just It didn't wow me like it either should have or... Maybe I remember it or... Even um, um, public perspective hypes it up. And then you go and you go, ah. So I'm going to do the top. Ah, the top. I'm going to do my 10 there. We're kind of like, huh, that didn't do what I wanted. Uh, A little bit of letdown, a little disappointed. Not upset that I got the credit under the belt. That's never a bad thing. But just something that went, huh, that could have been better. You know, it lacked something. I don't know what, but we're going to do that. We're going to go down that road today and give you a little coaster information and stuff like that. i get some parks and names and years. And <laughs> but yeah, just whether it be the overall experience, you know, this could be the ride itself. It could be the timing of stuff, you know, uh, weather factors and stuff like that. Maybe I got a bad ride. A couple of these I've only ridden like once or twice, so... You know, it'll be like that. A couple of these I've been on a few times. Some of these I ride all the time. So we'll see. We'll go from there and we'll have ourselves a we'll have ourselves a time. You guys ready to do this? Take your pants off. Let's go. What? Hmm. Usually our solo shows we do on Friday nights. Obviously I had to work today. Today is Saturday. So I didn't do a Friday night. But... I'm home, I'm cleaned up, and now I'm getting stinky stick all over me, and a beer, and shit, 8.30, I'll be in bed by, I'll be in bed in an hour, but Nick, the show's an hour, yeah, we're 15 minutes in, and we'll get interrupted, don't worry, all right, let's do this, in no particular order, no particular ranking, here's just 10 rides that kind of eh me, okay, you ready, let's go, remember Giaga Lake, ah, <sighs> Not when it was Geauga Lake and SeaWorld, not when it was Six Flags and SeaWorld, not when it was Six Flags, Worlds of Adventure, and not, and, and well, maybe during them, but I never went them. but when it was Jaga Lake, when Cedar Fair bought it all back. Uh, Raging Wolf Bobs. It's a Woody, it was a Woody, it's one of those classic ones, it uh, was modeled after one of the uh, something in Chicago, something Wolf Bob, Wolf Bob's out there. So it was kind of a carbon copyright. One of those, uh, classic ones that gets a reputation is you got to go on it. You got to hit the classics. You got to ride it. It had nothing. It had nothing. I mean, it sat there at the, those parks from 88 to 07. Hmm. Hmm. It, it didn't have anything it didn't have much of anything for a gestaler um i know their their steels are getting a lot better right now but for an older woody like that it, it had nothing the laterals were very weak it didn't provide you much there was no air time on it uh, see we went there for about three or four years straight i think i rode it twice uh once in the middle once near the rear and no tail whip no getting whipped around in the back the middle section gave nothing Maybe the sweet spot was on the front. I doubt it. I don't wooden. <laughs> but yeah, it, it disappointed me. Still, you gotta get on, you gotta get your credit. But yeah, it, it, it's just disappointing. Eighty feet tall, it had a couple of a couple of figure eights and a couple of backgrounds, but it, it should have had more. It should have been more maybe the climate, you know. woods don't seem to do that well in the north. Obviously in the muggy south they don't do well either with the uh, salt water in the air but middle of the country they seem to hold up a little better so maybe it's something with the cold climate i don't know i hear renegade at valley fairs getting rougher and shit i don't know maybe it's the cold climate so maybe maybe that didn't do enough for it But raging wolf bobs i that was one that i was like yeah we gotta get on that i got, at least i gotta ride it and then the older one the 1929 big dipper over there at Jaga lake was was good i think it was a 29 or 39 Anyway, anyway, yeah, that thing had some good pops of air on it, and everything. That was a so the Wolf Bob just kind of ate poo on that one. I was disappointed. Still went back on though. Like I said, you got to get your credits. You got to get your credits. It was, it was a rough ride too. It wasn't horribly rough, but it was it was uncomfortable. Hmm. Like uh, this year, I've uh, been on the Blue Streak, and it was kind of. You could tell it needs to be tracking. Last year it was pretty good. It would hit its, hit its uh, hills, pop you out of your seat, give you that ejector. It, it, it was unpleasant this time around. Not like, oh, God, that hurt, it sucks. It's just you can tell it needs to be tracking. You can just, okay, she's due, you know. And that's par for the course for Woody's, too. So maybe in that couple-year span when I went, it wasn't ready for retracking or whatever like that. Or Cedar Fair knew at the time they were getting ready to bail out in a couple years, so they weren't even going to invest. Who knows? Moving on. Kind of knew it going into it. I thought it was a Vacoma, did my research post and realized it was an Arrow. But either way, I didn't get too much out of it. The Tennessee Tornado down at Dollywood. Yeah, I just, those aero loopers, those old 70's style, uh, that was what, uh, it was built in ninety nine, so it's definitely one of the newer ones, but it's still that same style, that load of the track sitting, Th- those trains just seem to get beat up, they seem to jostle you around, then you throw in the over the shoulder restraints, yeah, wasn't the best, wasn't the best, I've definitely been on some worse Vacomas and Arrows. That do that, but for as high as it is, but then again, that's the canyons over there, 163 feet. It would, you know, it could have been a lot worse at that speed. Um, Viper at Six Flags Magic Mountain was it 10, 15 feet taller? Uh, seven inversion coaster. That one's lucky to be as smooth as it is, but it's got some pretty hefty-duty trims on it too. I don't, I don't remember Tennessee Tornado having trim brakes anywhere on it. So to traverse the course, and you know, all one circuit like that, shorter ride though too. So I guess you don't really need the trims. But uh, yeah, like like uh, Viper, um, Vortex at Kings Island too was like that, just that that real sitting low stuff. Just eh. yeah. It seems like you, you sit up off the track a little more. Uh, you, you get a better ride, a.k.a. Uh, B&M coasters. But, yeah, Tennessee Tornado didn't strike me. I, just, I knew that going into it, too. I knew that going into it. I said, you know, I, I got to ride it. I'm here. I don't know when I'll be back. It's open and running. Let's just get on it. Kid loved it, so that's great. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to complain about that. I didn't bitch about it. I just rode it and did my thing. <laughs> but, it, but it left left a little something. It didn't get much positive G's in the loops, either. I don't recall that giving me much of oomph. You hit those loops, especially at one sixty-three feet. You, you should be able to get a little positive G's, forcing you into your seat, even though you're upside down. Or if it's going, if it's long enough train going slow enough, as it's making that loop, the middle and rear of the train should be having a little hang time. Hadn't either. It just kind of went through. Don't let uh, discourage you though. I mean, if you want ride creds, you gotta get ride creds. Plus, nowadays we are so fucking spoiled by the technology of coasters, the smoothness of them, the transitions. I mean, even in '99, man, we were still, we were still in the midst of the coaster wars. So, uh, might as well stick with the arrows. Uh, there was another one. Uh, this one was built in '70. Uh, off the top of my head, '76. Yeah, yeah, we'll go '76. Uh, the Demon at Six Flags Great America. And this one's got the little tunnel, and then it goes into the rock face. that looks like the evil demon thing and all that. Here's why that one was disappointing. is I, I was a youngster when I went to this one, early double digits age. I couldn't tell you when. But they also had, at the same time, another Arrow Looper, uh, which was similar to the one I was just talking about, Shockwave, but it was a little bit smaller version. This one's called Shockwave. It was similar to Viper. Um, kind of the same layout, a little smaller, a little bit tighter of a, a footprint. But you go on that first and then you work your way back towards the demon. Yeah. You just went in the big ride first. Now you're hitting the little ride. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> you're you're going to go, eh. But it's one of those, you know, you're youngster and lines only like five, six minutes. And I think we were there for the weekend, so, or a couple days in a row, whatever. So I rode it a bunch of times. Youngster, too. So at that time, the over-the-shoulder restraints weren't so problematic. Six, one, and a lot of torso, man. Those things, excuse me, come down on you, especially on the old arrows. Yeah, the arrows—they don't leave you a lot of room. The combless, too—they don't leave you a lot of room for it. But the Demonet, great, uh, yeah, Great America, just outside of uh, Chicago, Aurora, Illinois, I believe. I believe it's only a hundred foot or two. So you're not getting a whole lot of, what is it? A single, uh, is it, does it even have the single corkscrew or a or the single vertical loop? I don't remember. I think two vertical loops and one corkscrew or the other way around. But yeah, when, when you get there and they had shockwave right out front and you walk in the park and you go on that and then you go to the back of the park parking like, oh, there's another one. Let me get on that. And it's like, not even, you know, it's what you get. Um Well, we're talking Vacomas now, right? We mentioned Vacoma, let's go down Vacoma. Now I was a youngster for this shit. I was same thing, young young uh well this one opened in nineteen eighty eight, so I was uh I would have been nine years old. Mm-hmm. The old uh Island up in Amherst, Ontario, Canada. Bablo Island between uh Detroit and Windsor. Area, you take a little ferry boat up to the island. You go there, and God, I loved Bubble as a kid. It was a small park; it, it wasn't nothing big or anything like that. They didn't have anything wild and crazy. But they were hyping up their new ride at the time, and it was called the Nightmare. This was '88. What What did Cedar Point open by then? Uh, we had uh, Thunder Canyon came along, uh, Iron Dragon came along. 89 was Magnum. 88, I think, might have been a dead year. 87 was probably Iron Dragon. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're hearing, the, seeing the commercials for it, hyping it up, it's going to be a nightmare, it's blah, blah, blah. It was uh, designed by the Stengel Corporation. Now, if you know the name Stengel, you should be thinking Warner Stengel. If you are anything into roller coasters, you know the name Warner Stengel. He did not design it, his company did. It's a small family coaster. Yeah, I hyped it up to be some wild, crazy thing. It was enclosed, so it was indoors. It was in the dark, so you don't know what's happening, what's coming. Small, what, uh, barely two people. Uh, cars, what, four or five trains. So it was a small layout. But as a kid, you know, I'm seeing all the commercials hyping it up. Get ready for it. Da 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 da. You're gonna have a nightmare and Ride riding. Like that, that, that was it. That little. 30 foot 28 foot little fucking like I was afraid like you, you had me nervous A cue line was all dark and spooky and eerie music and wow, oh, I just fucking remember that too <laughs> I remember that <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah didn't you hop on and we done huh you know if it's going to be a small family fun ride like that don't give it that scary concept you know you can do the indoor you know I don't know, I just, as a kid, I realized, no, this kind of, this isn't, and I know I always say, you gotta get the creds, and I mean, back then, I wasn't even concerned about creds, it was just, I need to get on a ride, I'm I'm here, I wanna ride stuff, and, you know, not thinking about, uh, I see some of these, some of these things on, uh, well, they come across my TikTok now, too, uh, people talking about, oh, I got my 400th credit, I don't even know how many fucking, t- you know, uh. Who's keeping track? (laughs) I mean, if you're... Since when are you keeping track, I guess? Because I could do that, too. and I could start now. I assume I got 400 by now. I don't fucking know. I remember marathoning stuff when I was younger. You know, getting off, getting back on, off on, off on. Mine right at Cedar Point all the fucking time. But yeah, the nightmare, the the Vacoma. It just, eh. More hype than what it was for for a family ride. Looking back on it, you know, you know what it was. But thinking back, I mean, you watch some of those old commercials, 80s commercials, (laughs) already cringing. There's your nightmare. (laughs) Oh, the hair, the style, the music, the animations. Thank God those days are gone. But you know it's it's hyped up as that as as something scary it's a nightmare it's not it's not like I was that target demo and it's not a nightmare it was just a fun little whoopity doo in the dark and you don't know where you're going All right Let him learn um where is it it's still active now somewhere um I want to no, it's not the Mayan Mindbender. Bender. It got relocated again to somewhere else. But it's outdoor now. Uh, it's painted green and white, I think. Hornet. Oh God, I forgot. I think it's somewhere in China or Spain. So I mean, it's still got life left in it. It's still ticking after 40 years, almost 40 years. So that's good. <laughs> so kudos to that one. But yeah, Pablo Island, man, that was a fun little park. They had uh, a few, I think I told the story. They had a, a ride there called the Skystreak. And being a youngster and learning to ride rides and stuff like that, getting trying to get brave and riding with my hands in the air, that Skystreak was the one that taught me how to do that. Or at least I got brave enough to do that on a regular basis. A couple small little hills, big turn around. Then it had like a long straightaway with a little pop, and then another bunny hill before it came back to the station something like that, but yeah, that, I would always try and prep myself coming down the hill from the big turn, uh, you, you, you had an uh, airtime hill, then a straightaway, then that little pop, and then that, that, that was always my goal, was to ride that back half, hands up, and when I learned how to do that, alright, cool, now we gotta ride the front half, and I didn't like going upside down at the time either, you see, that, maybe that's why I'm partial to Bob Love. They they taught me shit. It taught me things. I didn't like going upside down. They had a little uh little ride there called a the screamer. And it was just a little small platform thing, almost like carnival style. It goes upside down twice, uh corkscrew loops. But that's where I learned to ride upside down rides, you know, the, take the front seats of the cars, put your feet up as far you know, straighten them out, push against the front of the seat and when you hit those inversions, that's when you press back and it it gives you that little extra comfort, you know. Stiffens you up when you don't like it. Now I don't care. Now I'll just get flung around all day. Now don't hold me upside down. I don't like that. Mm mm. Mm mm. Uh, well, Tomb Raider the Ride when it was at Kings Island. Didn't know what it was. Went on it. Mm mm. Mm mm. You got me 80 feet in the air, upside down, hanging only by a hydraulic uh, lap bar. No seatbelt or nothing to make me feel a little bit better. Mm mm. I think that's why I like Skyhawk, because it scares the fuck out of me. That's why I liked Wicked Twister. It scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> but then again, I would never ride Wicked Twister in the front. You get the three launches going up high in the front, but you get the two in the back, and you're staring down the spiral. Oh. You get that brief moment of, oh, shit, are we moving? Am I going to fall? <laughs> oh, I missed that ride. <laughs> yeah, well, i got some good memories of Bob Lowe. Wish the little thing was still around, but small-time parks ain't gonna make it nowadays. I'm surprised Nobles is still around over there in Pennsylvania. But as long as we're doing the home parks, let's go to Sandusky. Let's go to Cedar Point. You ready for this? Uh, this, you know, this guy was built in '85, lasted '85 to '89 as it stood. Avalanche run. That's right, a bobsled on the beach. (laughs) Now, it definitely got better. They definitely improved it when they enclosed it in 1990 and made it uh, the spaceship theme of uh, Dispatch Master transport Disaster Transport. They did good by that. They did really good. That made it a little more exciting, a little more intense. Enclosed, kind of dark, a couple tunnels. Um, You're zipping it around things. They had uh, props in there and stuff like that. Hell, I think half of the fun of disaster transport was just going through the queue line. They had the robot stuff going on up there, and they... <laughs> okay, all right, let's get weird. I debated on it, now I'm going to say it, so fuck it. <laughs> they had the—I'm <laughs> going to call it a lady robot. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Uh, oh God, they had that overhead stuff of the baskets where it was like shipping cargo from here to there or whatever, and she was like. It was like she, the the lady robot was like supposed to be in charge of uh, all that stuff and controlling it. And they salvaged that of all things and they have it in the exit queue of a gatekeeper. (laughs) And it's like, hey, as a youngster, like, why is the robot kind of attractive? But as but Avalanche run as it well, bobsleds don't offer you that much because they can't do too much, otherwise they fly off the track. <laughs> but but yeah, it's a lot of helixes and uh, over uh, banks and over banks and twists and turns and stuff like that. But when it was outside and exposed, it didn't give you that much, you know, because because you can't see, you know, you don't get a good visual of the aerial around you. You don't get to enjoy the scenery as much. And but when they enclosed it, they did really good. But even as a youngster, that you know it, eh, meh. I did enjoy though in the uh, uh, disaster transport queue they did take one of the it was a single single train car single car train ooh yeah it was it, it was just a single car it wasn't a whole tr- it wasn't a train of cars but it was a what two four six eight passenger eight or ten passenger And and when they did it they took one of the trains off and they put it in the queue line they had it like behind a a, a bay door like the robot uh, machines were re-welding it and shit like that or doing stuff to it and you know they'd come down and you'd see like some strobe lights like it's like it's uh, welding like it's the arcs and shit like that so that was really neat and you could see the train you can get up close and look at it it was about three feet i think from the uh, line itself so yeah the queue line itself the waiting line so you could really Stand there and stare at it for a good hot minute. So that's kind of neat to need to get a little, almost like a peek behind the curtain. You know what I mean of, of the workings of looking at the wheel set up and all that shit that you could see. I always thought that was a neat neat little touch just to have the extra extra car sitting there. And then, uh yeah, they had all the blacklight theming inside the stations too. That was really cool. And they had the AC just cranked cranked in there. And of course during Halloween weekends they would use the uh, the queue the, the line for uh, well the, the, they went with like the pharaoh theme, the Egyptian theme a lot of times inside there so that's pretty cool too, you got a chance to go inside get the AC on the hot days, ride a ride even the mid-September when it's still pretty warm out, early October you want to go cool off for a little bit, you go into the go into the disaster transport building, and go to the haunted area there that was always cool but as it was, this avalanche run for those four years, that outside bobsled on the beach, can't really see. It didn't offer much. They definitely upped it a notch. They definitely did really good when they enclosed it. But as it was, as avalanche run, eh. Same thing. Ride it for the cred. Get that notch on the belt. Get that Get that, uh, little hash mark written down. Your little uh, tally mark. Not a tally whacker. That's a whole different thing. Don't mark your tally whacker either. That's That's not doing what are we doing (laughs) ah memory lane so gonna talk these rides and then I'm just sidetracking myself I love it this one was fairly recent the ride itself I didn't think it was all that great I mean it's only a 40 foot ride and it's inside a big warehouse but the theming was phenomenal That's what this park does because they're battling Disney. Universal Studios Florida. Florida. (laughs) Revenge of the Mummy. Premier Rides. It's not bad. It's decent. A little aggressive for the youngsters, a little bland for the adults. It's a good mid-ride, but... I think we rode that, uh, well, I think Jordan and I went on it, and then uh, we brought Kennedy on it, and she got scared, and Jordan and I went back on it. I, I really think that's how we did it, like half hour, we rode it three times, maybe 20 minutes, three times. Yeah, we banged it out pretty good, but yeah, I, they got a cool spot where it pulls up, stops, trick track, or switch track, and then sends you backwards to another part of the track down the way, but that's probably the highlight of it. But aside from the theming itself and everything else going around it, the, all the all the animatronics, the the videos, the, the the effects are really really good. But the ride itself, then again, that's you know Universal like it's all that indoor visual and effects stuff. Um, like Rip Ride Rocket, you look at it, it's a roller coaster, it's outside, that's what you're getting. Like Transformers the ride, I didn't like it that much. Not not because, you know, I'm watching screens and stuff like that, but I just didn't like the the car movement and all that stuff. And it's like, what, what do you say the max speed on that thing is 10 miles an hour? It actually tricks you. It feels so much faster, but I, I just something about it. Those 4D rides too, where you sit in a pod and it just kind of bounces you around and mimics a ride. I don't I don't like that stuff. It makes me yeah makes me woozy. I don't know that knowing that the air's blowing on me and I'm not actually feeling the wind I don't know it's it's weird I'm weird gets my ass but the ride itself is bland but the theming's phenomenal so if you're into that definitely check it out if you're looking for a great ride that's going to wow you it's not going to you know it's get that notch on the belt get that tally whack that tally I mean mark that (laughs) mark that tally here's a question this is kind of a sidebar note when you ride one of the B&M Batman clones uh, Six Flags parks all have their own version of a Batman ride it's typically a a, a B&M invert and it's all the same layout Like, they're identical. They're clones. Although Magic Mountain seems to be the one that rides the best. That's their main park, so they probably try and keep that one up the best. I like their new paint job. They did good. But does that count as one cred or multiple? I've heard both sides of the argument. And I'm leaning towards... Like, if if that's the only thing you've ever ridden, but you've ridden it ten times at ten different parks, then that's ten different creds. And I liken it to this. They also have, at the Six Flags Parks, a, another stock clone copycat ride, uh, typically named Serial Thriller. Uh, it's by Vekoma. It's their uh, it's SLC, Vacoma SLC, Suspended Looping Coaster. And they all follow the same track format, layout, whatever. But the one at Jaga Lake, which was built when it was Six Flags, and then got repainted and renamed Thunderhawk and then moved to Michigan Adventure Michigan's Adventures um was smooth you hear nothing but the the horrid stories of how rough those Vagomas are the SLC's I I thought Thunderhawk was fine I thought it was a good ride you get on forums and chats and stuff like that and you read up and talk up and find out yeah that's a good one there the other ones suck but they're the same ride They're, they're clones they're carbon copies they're that's why I think it counts as multiple creds. Anyway, so if you go to the California and you ride mummy, you're riding the same mummy in Orlando. But it counts twice. What are you saying? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yo, know, like the Enderman shuttles, the impulse ones, like Wicked Twister, was one of a kind because both spikes rotated. Both spikes are both towers had a spike. Had a spiral. Jesus, words are hard. Whereas all the other parks your front one launches you into a spiral. Your back one launches you straight up. And on your fourth fourth launch, your second time going backwards, they all got holding brakes. So as you go up, and just before you... When you hit that brief pause right before you drop down, the brakes engage, lock you there for just a split second, and then release you. Give you that quick little... So your body gets that sensation of free-falling while the train stays still. So you get that feeling of, oh, shit. You know, and, and then... But, yeah, I mean, it's... You start... So you're, you're talking weathering you're talking uh, weather conditions you're, you're talking uh, maintenance how are they maintained at each park so that's why they should all be different creds that's my theory that's my thought that's, that's a whole different world I'm getting nerdy on you I know I know what I do talk nerdy to me hmm okay Speaking of stock replacement coasters, here's the one that poo pooed me. I just talked up a Thunderhawk. Well, the one that, it, it's the Boomerangs, the Vacoma Boomerang. This one is a, it's now at Carowinds, formerly Paramount Park, now Cedar Fair also. But uh, it was Headspin at Jaga Lake. It was just a sit-down Boomerang. This one I was excited for. Sitting there watching, okay, you know. It looks like it's running pretty decent. Uh, the ride crew's got it going pretty decent. Typically a lower uh, lower hourly average, but because, you know, one train, it's got to run the circuit twice. But I'm sitting there, yeah, this looks fun. Why not? You know, get flipped around a bunch of times, six times. The same three inversions, once forward, once backwards. All right, cool. Getting drug up the hill backwards on the on the incline. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I just constantly felt like I was sliding forward. I probably was because of gravity. (laughs) But it just wasn't comfortable. You know, I couldn't... With the inverted rides, if you ride them right, they're comfortable. If you hit it wrong, they're horrid. Again, taller guy. you got the the, the the over-the-shoulders that come down on you. And if you can get it just right where you can... Yeah it's like a stand-up you gotta ride it just right to enjoy it so the first half of the ride sucks it's taking you up the hill backwards so you're looking down the track and you're going forwards through it yeah typically hit the uh vertical loop first into the uh, cobra roll and then you go up the next tower and then that one pulls you back up and then that's Fine, because that's like regular old lift hill. You know, your back is sliding against the sleeve because of gravity and then you go through the ride backwards. But yeah, I I was... I was so looking forward to that. Because of that experience, I have not been on another boomerang. Been to King's Island a handful of times since. I will not touch invertigo. vertigo. And that one's an inverted one too, so you're hanging from the track. And if I recall, that one's not a regular train where it's just everyone's facing the same direction you got... It's four-person per, quote-unquote, car, but you you got two people facing forward, and then right behind you, on the same bracket holding your seat, is another set of seats where their backs are towards your back, and so then the car behind them, you know, those people are looking at each other, you know, it's a weird setup, too, so I don't really know. I don't want to stare at the other people either. <laughs> it kind of weirds me. I'll get on it one day just to ride it, just to ride it again, just to see I did it. Maybe it'll provide a better experience. It wasn't rough. It wasn't a horrible ride headspin, but it just maybe if it would have dragged us up the hill first and sent us backwards, so it felt like a traditional lift hill, you know, where my back's against the seat. But the fact that we went ass up first and we're facing down and I just kept sliding, it's like I can't get cozy. Yeah, it's maybe it's the tall guy problem. Maybe you five foot seven hundred eighty pounders are just loving these rides, and I'm just the asshole. It's possible. But yeah, I was disappointed. That was one I was looking forward to. But if you still want to hit it, try it, see what it's like. It's over at uh, it's over at uh, Carowinds. It's been there since uh, what 08. So Jesus Christ, they've had it for almost 20 years, 14 years already. Wow. It's not big 24 47 feet so you're hitting what a 30 foot loop and then the the cobra roll thing no big deal no big deal man no big deal you'll be okay taking a drink of my lapette here but yeah that's one i have not i don't plan on going back on even if i do go to carowinds i don't know maybe i'll hit the inverted one uh, at king's island Invertigo. Where it's a hanging, hang down, little stank on the hang low, on <laughs> the hang down. <laughs> we'll see. I haven't decided. That's a that's a later. Maybe if the line's short enough and we're on the way out of the park or whatever. And I don't know. I had a bad experience. <laughs> Again, that, that could have been just me that day. So who knows? All right. Let me cross this little guy off. I think I actually made some sense out of all this. We got three left. I've gone through seven already. I know. Feels like I've been talking forever. You're probably thinking the same thing. This fucker just won't shut up. (laughs) Speaking of going backwards. Remember when the racer at King's Island did that? Oh, my God. Cedar Fair, you ruined something else. That's the disappointment right there is when Cedar Fair flipped the racer. It was always the blue racer. It's it's a wooden coaster. It was uh, 82 it was built. It ran all the way to 07. That's a long fucking time, 25 years. And, and the back, uh, the, the back train, the blue train ran backwards. They ran side by side, blue train, red train. Red train went forward, blue train went backwards. And always, always rode the blue train because it went backwards it was fun it's phenomenal it's so cool to be able to experience it going backwards like that even if you know the ride layout you know you <laughs> it's still hard to time it when you're going backwards you think okay and then you miss out on where the sweet spot of the train is because you don't It messes up your timing then you're concerned about racing the other train you're dueling you know you're <laughs> yeah uh, uh, 07 uh it ran and then 08 the was 08 when Cedar Fair did the buyout of Paramount? Yeah, I think so. And then they flipped it around forward and has, haven't gone back since. And then you are riding. It and it's just... Well, they did retrack it over the winter time too. They replaced a whole bunch of shit, so maybe I can get down there this year and I'll... ride... Got, got to ride both sides. Got to ride both sides. Ooh, is that two creds or one? If it was backwards, that's a credit. If they're both forwards, you only got to ride it once. That's that. That's the thing with the twin coasters like that. Gemini is the same thing. If they flip one of the trains on Gemini and it runs backwards, that's a whole new credit. But if you just go back and forth, red train, blue train, it's just on one fucking ride. Calm down. Calm your titties. Calm your titties. Yeah, that, that sucks it. And there's such a call for it. The public's just fucking demanding it. I actually, if I, oh God, I'm going to have to look this up on, I think the blue train ridership, (coughs) God, I don't remember, oh, I got to really look into this, blue train ridership dipped significantly, like everyone's trying to get on their red train, no one wants to ride the blue one because it's forward, oh God, I'm going to have to look into that, But now, most of the Cedar Fair parks are all just... You don't get to wait in line for your seat. They tell you where to go. That sucks, too. You can blame uh, Cedar Fair for uh, following the IROC rules. You can look up that. International ride operator's certificate? No, then you're IROC certified. I don't remember, but Cedar Fair follows that, and that... Lengthens the fucking load and unload process and complicates, and so there might be something to the insurance on that. You can't ride it backwards, that's gonna be more, whatever. That's disappointing. But if they ever flip it back around and run backwards, you have to, it's a must, absolute must. They do that with some of the new ones now. Uh, DC Rivals, uh, I think that's in Australia. It, it's a, mm, I forget who makes it fuck Intamin maybe uh, barely a hyper but it's 200 foot but the back back seat uh, the last two seats on the train face backwards the rest are forwards why not why not you got rides like Time Traveler now and um, Cobra's Curse where the, the train car itself actually spins around and rotates during the ride why not flip that fucker backwards You just retract the goddamn thing. Maybe it's smoother. Maybe it's a better ride now. Who knows? Until you run that thing backwards. I'm disappointed. All right, let's go big now. You want to go big? Let's go big. Let's round these last two off by big. Six Flags, Magic Mountain. 255 foot tall. The Goliath. (laughs) You think I've... Uh, a Giovanola Hypercoaster would be a good ride. Uh, it's not. It's very disappointingly slow. Um, you, you, your hype is in the first hills going down. Immediately, you're into a you, you go into a tunnel, but it goes by so fast because you're hitting it 70 some miles an hour. So the tunnel at that point is a moot 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 element. You hit the hammerhead, turn around, and you come back. I think you got another dip, and then you hit a a, a small, way up high helix, which slows you down into a brake one, which brings you to a crawl, and the rest of the ride is just so fucking tame at that point. And a uh, uh, raging bull, I believe, uh, at Great America. I've not been on that when they built that after my time there. It is similar but a little different design. Runs a hell of a lot better. Gives you a lot more. But, yeah, Goliath and some of the other Goliath cookie cutters are just, uh, it's, You would expect, so 255 foot, you would expect something out of it. You would, uh, uh, you, you, you get a little uh, floater on that first hill, like I said, going down. You hit the hammerhead, turn around, and it just, it lulls through it like, oh, my God, come on. Like, 255 feet, 70, 78 miles an hour. Do something. Now, sadly, it's disappointing. It's a big one. It's a hyper to get under your belt, so get on it, but don't expect much. Uh, If I remember, it's got a pretty good helix at the end that gives you some good positive. Good positive and good lateral, but other than that, uh, (laughs) first hill and that's it. it. It might as well be another Intamin launch like Dragster, Ka, just, ooh. All right, we're done. The rest of the ride's a waste. I attacked it. I attacked that one hard. Oh, that was aggressive. I'm sorry. Let's tone it down a little bit. Let's go. Let's, let's hit our last one. Now, this one's only disappointing because of what it was when it was built versus what it is now, and that's with years of riding it. Watch what it's become. Watch how technology is advanced and done for other rides. Magnum XL200 at Cedar Point. It crawls over that top hill, that first hill. It crawls over the top. If you're not in the back two seats or the back two cars, you're not getting nothing. That front car, that train is almost a third of the way down the hill before that thing releases and takes off. That second hill gives you nothing. It crawls over that second hill. You get a nice view. It's pretty neat to see the park and all that. You get a pretty decent pop on the third hill. But as you're coming down it immediately banks to the left and then you're still going straight and then you hit the butterfly turn around the transitions are slow your bunny hills on the return leg are kind of rough sometimes because the magnum does not have upstop wheels those are the wheels that run on the bottom side of the rails you got top side side and bottom side they got upstops pads not wheels pads so when you hit your airtime hills it gets kind of rough. For what it was in 1989, probably for a good 10 years during the Coast War battle, it held up. It did good. It was a good ride, but technology has just surpassed it. It's old. It's dated. I know you want to keep it Cedar Point because it was the first hyper. I'm telling you, if you if you take down Magnum and you throw a, a diamond back in there, you're killing the game. You you're, you're going to run run like crazy. It it, it just it served its purpose. It's time to go. Should have got rid of Magnum. Should have kept a uh, Wicked Twister. Replace Magnum with it with another Hyper Diamondback style, Mako style, something like that. I know I'm sticking with the B and M hypers. Even if you went with another a, a different kind of launch uh, with the with the limbs uh, uh, or the cable launch. what the what's the one at uh, Hershey? Um, Skyrush, something like that. But, yeah, it, it's, it, it doesn't hold up over time. And, and it sucks because I remember in 89 when they built that fucker. It was a big one. It was the huge first coaster to break 200 feet. But it just doesn't hold up. It just doesn't hold up. And with Millennium Force being a 300-footer and God knows what you're doing with Dragster, you I know you want to keep that stuff, keep that historical ride, but mm, I think Magnum, unless you took the time out and repurposed it, you know, Ron Toomer, there's another name for you, roller coaster freaks, Ron Toomer was the designer, Arrow was the builder, it was the last of its kind to be built on site, where all the rails and all the stuff was bent on site, now it's all prefab stuff, they ship in the parts and then you just put together like a puzzle, that's probably why you're getting so much better rides and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I mean, you, you could even take out Magnum and put something like Great Adventures El Toro, a, a hyper woody, but that's, you know, prefab and built in segments and assembled. And I know El Toro's had a couple of hiccups, but I remember 89 and 90, that lift hill was always snapping on the, or that chain, lift hill chain was always snapping on the Magnum. That was a forever problem, but it just doesn't provide you what it what you think it should for being what it is. It, it's dated now. It it can go. Still ride it. Still got to ride it. Got to ride that back row. Get whipped around a lot. That's where you're going to get the elements. That's where you're going to feel it. But even then, on that, that last uh, bunny hill coming out of the tunnel, where you hit the brake run, the brake run's too soon. That last car doesn't... I, you're trading the whole ride for that last hill. I get it. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Magnum is uh, right in its course. I think it's time. That should piss you off. That should get you riled up. That should make you want to come at me come at me on my socials at scrooge468. DMs are open for questions, comments, suggestions, inquiries, and insults. All are welcome. You see how I did that? I didn't do that earlier, but I did it now. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and the world of Reddit. I flipped it. I flipped the script. Yeah, I, I, I've i said this numerous times. If Diamondback was at Cedar Point, like Diamondback is, is a B-list coaster at King's Island. If Diamondback was at Cedar Point, it would consistently be a top five coaster in the world. Just because it would fit in with those rides in that park and that atmosphere and that. But Magnum just doesn't hold up. Unless they retrack it, reprofile it, throw some different wheels on there. and Yeah. So you guys got a little bit of homework to do. I did give you some homework. Uh, coaster fans out there, look up Werner Stengel and Ron Toomer. They're not active now, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Without Ron Toomer, you would not have Rocky Mountain Construction, a.k.a. RMC. So, look up all that shit. A little education for you. A little rabbit hole for you to go down. We're in Ristango. I mean, you're talking the Coaster wars. You're talking pioneer and innovator and man behind everything from like 85, hell, maybe even earlier, all the way to mid-90s, late-90s, so... Good stuff, man. Check it all out and uh, see what we can do to get the the racer at Kings Island to run backwards. Uh, Save that for tomorrow, though. uh, In the meantime, I need you to do me a favor. Keep it down.